the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the new channel, Our Passion Transforms, a community that sees all things new. I'm Natog Bayani, streaming from Quezon City. And I'm Gurley Amarillo, streaming from Quezon City also. I'm uh, Edward Ligas, gikan diri sa Dakbayan, Samandawi, Provincia sa Sugbo. Good evening. Mayong gabi eh, mayong gabi eh. Good evening. Welcome na naman dito sa pangatlong episode ng ating uh, Para sa Bayan. Okay. Sige. See you soon. Welcome back to Para sa Bayan. Hello. Balik tayo, balik. <laughs> Wala sa house mo kanina, sir Nato. Ah. Oh, hindi, kanina medyo ano, may audio issues. So anyway, uh, balik na tayo. Tonight we have our special guest. Uh, of course, uh, we please let's welcome attorney Jocelle Batapa Sige. Welcome. Hello, good evening to everyone. Good evening to all your viewers. To Sir Mayong gabi sa tanan from Bacolod City. Yo, no? Streaming from Bacolod City. Siguro, um, before we start the interview, let's let's siguro uh, say a few words about uh, Jocelle or pwede naman actually, um, pwede naman siguro we can ask her about her accomplishments, no? But uh, just a little, just a little um, introduction. I think Jocelle, you were one of the awardees of the ten outstanding women in nation service in nine wow. uh, in twenty sixteen. Sixteen for ICT, is that right? Yes. yes and then yes. Um, yon. So uh, tonight, ang pag-usapan natin actually is about digital government and innovation. Ang government natin uh, is very at this point, 
uh, pandemic, ang daming kailangan na uh, really innovations that uh, I think sila Jocelle have been pioneering ever since. So uh, with that, Jocelle, siguro I'll ask the two hosts to shoot their questions first. Well, siguro mauna muna ko sa'yo by Edward, ano? No, no problem, oh, okay. Professor, no problem. <laughs> so, ma'am, ano, uh, Attorney Giselle, ano, napakaganda nitong ano, itong e-governance ang tawag natin, ano, lalo na ngayong pandemic. So, pwede bang uh, pakipaliwanag mo sa ating mga viewers kung ano talaga itong e-governance na ito na iyong uh, ina-advocate at ikaw ay na, nabigyan ng award as 10, uh, 10 outstanding women in Asia. Ang tama-tama, town? Towns. So again, good evening to everyone. So yung, yung town sinabi nga ni Nato is actually it's the outstanding women in nation service kasi not every three years merong sampo. So during my time in 2016, mm -hmm. there were only eight of us chosen. And I'm very proud to say that one of the eight is Heidi Lindia. Uh, kasama ko po ng 2016 na naging Towns Awardee. No? So uh, I'm very privileged to be part of that group. And also as requested by uh, Sir Nato, I'd also like to uh, say uh, a few things about myself uh, by way of introduction. Uh, in 2004, when I became Councilor of Bacolod, uh, the committee that was uh, assigned to me was the Committee on Communications, uh, which I actually transformed uh, together with all the stakeholders as also the committee that will handle the information and communications technology concerns or ICT concerns of Bacolod. So during the first two years of my term, uh, nakita po natin yung uh, potential of uh, leveraging on ICT to generate jobs for the Bacolod and also for the countryside. So yung ICT, uh, hindi na po natin masyadong technical because I'm not really an IT or a technical person, but it's the use of digital technologies no? uh, that... Uh, we can tap into to improve the efficiency of uh, our government uh, operations when it comes to government to improve the interoperability of data and systems. And when it comes naman to businesses, uh, it could be a platform to handle uh, jobs and requirements that are uh, needed by uh, foreign corporations uh, outside of the Philippines pero dito po ginagawa sa Pilipinas. Kaya yung isang pinaka- uh, masasabi nating popular form of ICT job is uh, outsourcing atong ating offshoring yung contact centers or yung call center operations pero maliban po dyan, marami pa tayong mga ICT enabled jobs no na ina-outsource at ginagawa sa Pilipinas as a requirement of multinational companies around the world no so going back to the question yung e-governance ay ang paggamit ng mga digital technologies and also in creating digital platforms para mapabilis, uh, maging more efficient yung ating pag-deliver ng mga services sa ating mga constituents para maging interoperable yung sistema sa loob ng gobyerno na hindi na pipila, na hindi na pupunta pa sa ilan pang opisina, kundi nagkukonect na yung data, mabilis na yung paglabas ng mga uh, licenses, permits, at iba pang mga kailangan natin from the government. It's also uh, the use of effective and aggregated uh, and analyzed data to base our decision uh, process kung saan ilalaan yung pondo na galing sa 
pera ng tao para mas mabuti pa yung ating services. So maraming mga uh, usefulness ang ICT when it comes to uh, government and public sector. Wow. Okay, Mark. Okay. Uh, ako naman? Sige. Uh, Attorney Giselle, uh, how far na ba yung ano, na-accomplish sa, uh, sa government in terms of uh, uh, parang nandito tayo sa digital world, di ba? Yung uh, e-governance program ng gobyerno mismo. Yes po. So, uh, I like the question because it will give me an opportunity to share with you na from my lens as a local ICT advocate, as early as 2004 po, uh, we already started within our own localities, no? Uh, sa iba-ibang mga probinsya para uh, gawing maayos at uh, so that we could also tap uh, the use of ICT for e-governance. So, uh, when we started, we were uh, actually working with the then Commission on Information and Communications Technology, or CICT, under the Office of the President. Uh, since that time, uh, together with all uh, all the ICT countryside advocates, nag-push po kami and we promoted and lobbied for the creation of a dedicated department yung ating Department of Information and Communications Technology. So matagal din na proseso yon because imagine 2004 tayo nagsimula at napirmahan yung law creating DICT in only in 2016. But uh, hindi po kami naghintay na na gawin talaga yung department. Uh, in 2008, nagkaroon po kami ng mga discussions in the provinces with the Department of, in, of uh, the Interior and Local Government. No? So, uh, medyo inabot din ng mga ilang taon. Hanggang ng 2011, uh, we, already, we had this partnership together with the National ICT Confederation of the Philippines. Ang nangyari po kasi, uh, sir, ng 2008, nakita namin na maraming mga provinces na merong ICT Council. And kami po ay nag-confederate in 2008, we established the National ICT Confederation of the Philippines. And I also served as president from 2010 to 2012. So in 2011, under my presidency, uh, we met with the Department of the Interior and Local Government or DILG. And they expressed to us na siguro tulungan nyo rin kami. And we also asked them how we can help them and partner with them. Uh, sabi nila, there are a lot of things that we need to really improve in terms of ease of doing business. And they told us, no, Yusek uh, Panadero at the time said, alam mo, Attorney Giselle, 60 to 70 percent of the ease of doing business ranking of the Philippines is actually in the hands of the local government units. Kasi yung mga licenses and permits and mga government transactions na nagiging basihan for business for uh, the Philippines is really handled by local governments. So sabi niya, ano kaya yung gagawin natin? Pwede bang i-call out natin yung hindi mabilis yung proseso ng mga cities, provinces, and municipalities? And then we said, siguro why don't we instead of give them the stick, let's give them the carrot. Let's create a competition or a search for local government units that utilize ICT 
for efficiency and effective delivery of their services. So, uh, to answer your question, as early as 2012, kami po sa provinces, under the banner of the National ICT Confederation of the Philippines, already started to look for uh, exemplary digital innovation among the different cities and provinces and towns around the Philippines para ma-spotlight namin and mapakita namin sa buong bansa. As an example. So, uh, attorney, so, uh, yun bang, di ba, ang budget ng ating mga local governments ay nanggagaling sa ira, no? Uh, Siyempre, when you digitize or when you go for an e-governance para doon sa mga development programs, kailangan nila ng mga hardware and software and kailangan nila ng pondo. Ano? Ito kaya ay naisasama nila pag sila humihingi ng para sa pambansang budget at uh, ito kaya ay na-allocate nila. Ano po sa tingin ninyo? Sa inyong karanasan? Okay. Sa... Napakagandang tanong po yan kasi uh, budget and expenditures would always be a factor in government projects no uh, pero kami as advocate for digital governance we always insist that digitalization is an investment rather than an expense kasi pag nagtap ka and nagleverage ka into ICT mayroon po kaming mga marami ng examples of local government units that doubled tripled or even quadrupled their collection of taxes or their income revenues because of using uh, digital technologies. So, sa tanong nyo po, maraming mga challenges uh, when it comes to digitalization in the local government units. Ang isang factor po dyan is of course the size of the LGU. Hindi po natin ma-i-deny na yung mga highly urbanized cities have the budget to really innovate. Pero yung mga third class, fourth class municipalities, Dahil maliliit sila, maliliit din yung budget nila, syempre magkakaroon sila ng challenge. But you know, let me tell you this, in the almost nine years na nagkakaroon po tayo ng e-governance awards, and this last two years or three years have already been in the auspices of the Department of ICT. Kasi meron na tayong DICT, of course in co cooperation with DILG. Uh, one thing I'd like to share is, Kahit po third class or fourth class municipalities nakikipag-compete sa ating mga highly urbanized cities sa labanan ng innovation. Kasi marami pong creative ways to really, um, you know, over-transcend or solusyonan yung problema sa kakulangan ng budget. Una, meron po tayong mga municipalities that are simply using their internal IT uh, personnel. No, hindi kailangan mag-outsource sa mga malalaking IT company kung meron kayong mga matatalino na mga IT graduates within your municipality na bibigyan nyo ng sweldo, of course, as part of the LGU at sila yung gagawa ng mga maraming platforms. Number two, we already also have a lot of companies and a lot of IT enterprises that are paying it forward na tumutulong sa mga LGUs by way of a grant. Uh, sa ngayon, uh, I can safely say na marami ding mga banks na, na tumutulong sa ating mga municipalities to also access grants for innovation. And marami ding mga, halimbawa, academe and government partnerships wherein the academe actually provides the platforms para mabawasan po yung gasto ng ating mga LGU. So maraming paraan. Kung talagang gusto nating maging efficient na para... Uh, 
so that we can digitalize and we want to be efficient. Maraming paraan po para masolusyonan yung expenses or yung yung uh, expenditure part. A follow-up question lang, yung il, ilang ano na ba, lahat na ba ng municipalities or ilang pers, uh, pers, porsyento na ang naging uh, digitalized no in terms of uh, services ng mga municipalities uh, nationwide? Okay. Ang masasabi ko lang, dahil kayo po Sir Edward ay taga Cebu, Cebu City, masasabi ko lang as a chairman, project chairman of the EGOV Award since 2012 to 2018, ay ang Cebu po ay Hall of Famer na yan. Kasi uh, almost every year na nanalo. So I always like to cite Cebu City and even Cebu Province as the hallmark and an example of other provinces. So sa tanong mo kung marami, ah, uh, If we count all the LGUs in the Philippines, there's gonna be more than a thousand. Yung ating municipalities, yung ating cities, of course, yung ating highly urbanized city na sa 33, yung provinces natin sa sa na sa 80 plus. Pero yung mga municipalities natin sobrang dami, no? So, ang masabi ko is this year for the Digital Governance Awards 2021, we are happy to say that 100, ano no, 66. LGUs po ang sumali. So, ang sinasabi ko, hindi po lahat ng ating mga LGUs in the Philippines are there in that level na gumagamit na ngayon ng digital. Siguro, it would not also be based on the award system kasi meron naman talagang maraming mga LGUs na hindi sumasali, siguro sa kakulangan ng time. But I would have to say na hindi pa po nangangalahati yung ating bilang ng mga local government units ang talagang nakapag-leverage or talagang nakapag-take advantage of digitalization. In short, marami pa po tayong gagawin. In fact, I have to say, shifting now to the national level, kahit sa national government po, napakarami pa po natin kailangan na i-digitalize para mag-usap-usap yung different departments. So sinasabayan na rin po namin yan sa local government level para national and local will basically make use of the benefits of digitalization. Yun. Thank so, you, Tony. Thank you for our two hosts. No? Ako, before we go into a break, I'd like to ask Jocelle, um, this pandemic, talagang very clear na uh, kung pwedeng as much as possible, contactless, yung, yung uh, let, let's say, for example, kukuha ko ng business permit sa isang LGU. Pero kailangan i-reduce yung number ng contact. No? And, and I think in our case, sa Quezon City, very very useful ang ICT talaga at ang innovation. And we noticed na kahit the scheduling for vaccination, etc., the contact tracing, talagang gamit na gamit. And in fact, I think that the pandemic pushed further yung... yung Uh, lalong maging uh, rele- relevant yung e-governance. So, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? You know, on a global perspective, all around the world, uh, hindi man magandang pakinggan, pero yung pandemic really pushed the digital transformation agenda forward. <laughs> Kung hindi pa nag-pandemic, attorney, ano? Oo. For almost two de- decades, Uh, especially here in the Philippines, uh, hindi po tayo nagkulang sa pagpupush ng agenda ng digital transformation. Uh, mula noon, when I started as counselor or even before uh, my term, 
nandun na po yung pagpo-push ng digitalization, ng digital payment, digital learning, digital governance, digital uh, uh, transactions with local government units. Pero parang napaka-bagal ng pag-adapt ng ating government. At ngayon po na nakapag nag, nangyari yung pandemic, parang everybody is looking for us. Sana yung mga digital advocates, bakit ni bakit hindi niyo gawa ng platform to para hindi na face to face, para contactless na, para cashless na. So, uh, I think uh, the way forward now, we have no choice. Even with or without the pandemic, the way forward now is really to leverage on the benefits of digitalization. Because that's what happening. That's what's happening around the world. And you are right, Sir Nato. Digitalization should have made our jobs uh, in terms of reducing the risk of transmission of COVID-19 much easier. Kung tayo ay naging immediately handa, no? Uh, I'm not saying this. This based on my own opinion. We've seen what's happening in other countries. We've we've seen the early adopters like Singapore, Taiwan, Korea. I mean, they were the ones to first really just stop and reduce transmission because everything is digitalized. Kahit ikaw, ordinaryo na citizen ka, you will receive a real-time notification kung sino yung yes. may naka-COVID yes. sa mga katabi mo dyan. And you, you will be receiving information about what government is doing and where you should go and what to do. So... Yun, attorney, these are examples. These are examples. Bago, bago tayo mag-break, ano, attorney, meron akong itatanong. Ano, pero mamaya mo na sagutin kasi sabi ni Kanato dito, magbe-break na kami. Ano. Sa tingin mo ba, this uh, e-governance ay talaga napapabilis ang serbisyo, napoprotektahan ang dapat protektahan, at talagang prompt yung ating pamahalan, although may mga mababagal pa ngayon, lalo na yung pag-schedule ng appointment. Pagkuha ng quarantine card, naranasan ko yan. At nakita ko rin, umakita ko ng bundok manahaw noong isang araw, nakita ko, nagkakabit sila ng linya ng internet papunta sa pinakadiblib na baryo doon sa Sariaya, Quezon. Pero ang tanong ko, ano sa tingin mo ang threat para ma-digitize ang national government natin? Ano sa tingin mo ang, ang kalaban nito, ang dang na malaki uh, sa pag, uh, pagkakaroon natin ng e-governance? Kasi mabilis ang lahat, eh, di ba? Nagawa na nga yung PILJEPS, dyan na nga Diyan na nga nagbibiding-biding. Tapos siyempre yung ibang mga releases ng mga uh, uh, titulo ng lupa, birth certificate, etc. So ay, lahat yan digitized na. Nawawala yung red tape, di ba? So mamaya sagutan, sagutin mo yun na Torni. Ano kaya ang kalaban ano, para maabot natin ng kompleto-kompleto ito? Kana to? Okay, so... Um, later, sasagutin ni Attorney Joselian. Uh, we will be right back after this break. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, balik tayo maya-maya. And see you back on Para sa Bayan.
Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast but don't know how and where to start? Let ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message us at facebook.com slash Productions. ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services, humanizing personal connections through podcasting. Still watching Parasubayan. Uh, please don't forget the uh, to watch the other shows on TNC. Uh, YOLO, Money and More, TNC Marketplace, Market Shift, TNC Express, HR Hotline, Win Within, Realty Realities, um, Teacher, Ayan, uh, Networking Live, Chill and Charity, Cybernext, Couple Goals, Breakfast and Beyond, Women at Work, Awesome Day. The Town Hall, After Shift, U-Turn, Negosha at Home, The Family Business, Usapang Beauty, Tech You, The Fourth Project, Foreign Affairs, The Puppet Stories, COVID Stories, Danny, Well Home, Market Leader, Healthline, One Day, The Press Con, the, uh, TNC Arena, TNC The Talk, and Uplift. Also, don't forget, every Saturday, 7 p.m., Para Sabayan with Wellfield. All right, yeah. we're back. We're back. Oh, so, again, let's bring in our guest again, uh, Attorney Giselle Batapa Sige. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, yes, can I answer already the questions? Uh, yes, by Sir Edward. No, so actually, uh, napakaganda po yung question, no? But uh, I'd like to divide it into two parts because I think uh, that's uh, what you want to know. Yung challenges uh, and also examples. You were asking kung ano yung mga examples, uh, ano yung mga results, ano yung mga success indicators uh, since we started in 2012. Uh, being very actively uh, involved in encouraging local government units to uh, integrate and incorporate uh, the use of ICT to make their public service delivery more effective and efficient. No? Uh, in the innovation sector, uh, meron po tayong mindset na talagang parang cornerstone ng innovation. And that is iteration. No? Yung uh, rapid prototyping, yung pagawa ng mga platforms and systems not only to implement it immediately but also to test it and to see uh, saang aspect i-improve, saang aspect ang hindi i-continue, saan aspect ang i-modify. Yun po yung karakteristik ng digital. Yung hindi ka takot mag-eksperimento at hindi ka takot malaman kung saan yung mga pain points ng iyong uh, serbisyo, kung saan yung mga bottlenecks ng iyong mga serbisyo. Through these insights, you are able to improve your uh, systems. So ang sinasabi ko, there are already almost probably a thousand examples in the different cities and provinces in the Philippines since 2012 na masasabi nating mga success indicators. 
Marami po tayong mga systems. Ang amin pong awards is divided into different categories. Meron po tayong G2B, yung government to business. These are digital platforms used in the LGU level na nakakapag-improve ng business environment ng isang LGU. Marami po tayong mga winners na in this area. Mga examples of local government units which improved their tax collection, their engagement with their business sector, their uh, you know enhancement of their database in order to make uh, relevant decisions and effective decisions. Meron po tayong G2C, yung government to citizens. Marami po tayong mga systems uh, from kahit hindi nyo ma-imagine yung blood donation program in some municipalities and provinces are automated. Um, Merong mga rabies uh, program para sa mga dog owners na automated. Meron pa tayong mga automated systems to measure rainfall para magkaroon po ng early warning messages for areas na babahain na po. Meron po tayong mga uh, uh, programs which will improve their healthcare systems. Uh, these are all Uh, falling under G2C. And then over the years, we added more categories like uh, during my watch, we had the G2G or government to government within the LGU na halimbawa, mag-apply uh, po kayo ng land tax or any permit with regards to real in, uh, real tax, real estate tax, hindi na po kayo lilipat-lipat pa ng ilan pang windows or offices. Kasi napaka, napa, na, naging interoperable na yung data in, in LGU. No? So one-stop shop na siya. No? So meron din tayong uh, data-driven na mga platforms where the LGUs are able to effectively and intelligently ad, uh, allocate resources uh, by, uh, by looking at their big data kung saan yung mga barangays na concentrated yung dengue or concentrated yung poverty based on their data-driven uh, platform. So, maraming success stories. The other platforms are work in progress, pero hindi po sila nagsastop. Uh, so, marami na pong mga success indicators na masasabi ko and I'm proud of it. No? When it comes naman sa second question nyo po, Sir Edward, yung ano, ano ba yung uh, challenges? Ano ba yung roadblocks? Actually, marami. And we are able to call it out from... Uh, our annual search, nandun po yung mga challenges na hinaharap ng ating LGU. But if we talk of both the LGU level and the national government level, for me, as a digital governance advocate, I think the biggest roadblock is really mindset. Yung mindset po na um, hindi kanya-kanya. Hindi yung data ko ako lang. System ko ako lang. Hindi yung ganung mindset. Yung mindset na Uh, I, I can I can collaborate with other data. My data for business can collaborate with the other offices' data for health, and the data for health can collaborate with the other offices' data for education, so that we can create systems and we can create uh, projects. Na parang holistic yung uh, sagot, parang holistic yung program para sa ating mga constituency. It's, it's a long discussion about mindset, but I would like to, if ever I'm asked one my, uh, roadblock, I think it's about uh, mindset of our leaders and of course, yung mga nagpapa-execute uh, ng ating mga laws. Uh, 
Actually, kang girly question yun. Yung sa akin naman, <laughs> kang, actually, kang girly yung mag-question na yan. Ha? Ang uh, question ko lang, yung uh, this time of pandemic, yung uh, uh, digitalization of transaction makes a uh, person easy and comfortable, di ba? Magbayad yes, ka, hindi na lang. Pero mayroon din tinatawag natin as a lawyer, mayroong uh, mga crimes na na-commit no? uh, doon sa digitalization. Uh, siguro isa niyon yung cyber libel. Ano pang akumo no mga krimen as a lawyer dahil digitalized na yung ano ah, ang buong uh, mundo o yung uh, Pilipinas mismo. Anong ka, ka common uh, crimes na dahil sa digitalization? Yes, tama. Si Sir Gurley para kanina yung <laughs> question yeah. uh, before the break, tama. Uh, so yung ano naman yung sagot ko naman is uh, sa inyong question Sir Edward uh, there are also lawyers and digital advocates that specialize on cyber crimes and digital uh, related uh, offenses no so uh, candidly I do not specialize no kasi ako I am more of a digital advocate pero ang masasabi ko lang as a digital advocate is ang kagandahan sa Pilipinas is uh, although there's always that resistance to leverage and take advantage of digitalization as a way to improve our systems but meron na po tayong napakaraming uh, batas na, na na set up para magprotect sa atin as netizens as digital Filipinos no so nasa nasabi mo na nga yung ating cyber libel yung ating cyber crime meron din na po tayong data privacy law na una nga po yung data privacy law bago pa ginawa yung Department of ICT meron na rin po tayong mga halimbawa ako I'm a women and child rights uh, lawyer so meron din po tayong mga uh, cyber sex uh, crimes no meron tayong mga child pornography meron tayong mga voyeurism, uh, anti-voyeurism law. So, yung mga batas na yan are in place. If you ask me, I think we just need to improve the capacity of the different agencies that are entrusted with actually uh, imposing and implementing or enforcing the law. And siguro, mas maganda kung i-improve din natin yung kaalaman ng ating mga uh, kababayan tungkol sa mga cyber crimes na to. No? So, uh, kahit naman mapa-offline or mapa-online, uh, marami tayong dapat uh, proteksyonan in terms of uh, citizens. No? So, kahit na citizens tayo or netizens tayo sa loob ng virtual world, uh, and you know, in social media alone, there's about 80 to 85 million Filipinos in the last survey of uh, we are social 2021 ang nasa loob ng virtual world natin dapat mapangalagaan din po natin at malaman natin yung mga batas na makakapagprotekta sa atin as uh, virtual citizens uh, 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 this is a quite a uh, personal uh, nag uh, practice ka pa ng uh, ano ngayon yung uh, are you a trial lawyer uh, nag practice ka ba okay so uh Basically, in the legal profession ngayon, I'm actually concentrating as a law professor uh, here in Bacolod at the University of St. Lasalle, where I, where I am a pioneer graduate. So I've been teaching for 22 years and parang na-concentrate din ako sa politika for almost 20 years then. So yung nagpa-practice sa, akin, sa amin, sir, is my husband. Dalawa kami sa law firm, siya yung nagpa-practice. Na, nagtanong lang ako dahil may kaso ako sa Bacolod ah. Hindi oh, naman cyber libel. <laughs> hindi naman cyber libel, libel lang, libel no. 
Tapos yung kalaban, yung kalaban ko, uh, kilala mo doon na uh, dahil isang uh, dating politiko at saka hasindero, uh, ang, uh, sinampan ako ng kasong libel under uh, revised penal code, no? Pang, uh, pang sampo ko na itong libel dahil yung siyam, dismiss naman lahat. Alam ko madismiss din to pero parang harassment uh, dahil galit siya sa akin dahil pinatanggal ko siya doon sa isang uh, government agency. Ako yung naka, ako yung na, uh, I was the one who uh, experienced no, the petition. Yeah. Natanggal uh-huh. siya tapos ginamit niya yung ano, local media doon. Doon ako sinampahan ng, ano, ah, ng, uh, ng uh, kasong uh, uh, libel uh, under revised penal code. Kilala mo siguro si... Huwag uh, mo na si Peter. <laughs> pero yung abogado niya, ano ah, ano parang influential din pero okay naman dahil ako confident ako ah. Si attorney Mirano ba yun? Mirano yun, kalaban namin. Huwag na sa pincer, baka maano tayo. Pero <laughs> ano, I'm also a member of the media before. Hindi yeah. ko po na itatanong yung unang trabaho ko po ay uh, reporter. So naintindihan ko rin po where you're coming from. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I teach legal ethics. So, uh, sa, aming, sa aking pagtuturo, hindi po natin pwedeng pag-usapan yung mga yeah. pending ng mga kaso. So, yeah. pasensya na po at hindi po po kayo masagot. It's okay, it's okay attorney. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, ano, no? maraming salamat. Uh, I think uh, that's, uh, that's also, uh, at least makita natin na uh, our guest is really a, a multi multifaceted yung kanyang experience from media to advocacy to lawyering and then now to teaching the legal uh, in the legal profession pero ako like um uh, i come from i come from well i i worked with national government now i'm also working with the barangays and alam mo there's always a great disconnect diba i think we had this in one of our private conversations Giselle, diba para there's always this disconnect. Si Barangay, hindi siya makita ng national government. And I think the only way that this will happen, that the disconnect will be uh, kumbaga, dismantled, is for national government to really, yung sinasabi mo ngang interoperability. Kasi kung yung health situation ay nababasa natin, kasi sa national government, it's really reading no hindi hindi yung parang statistics ka lang na ah okay ito maraming covid dyan. stats na lang no? it's really reading and really analyzing analyzing and really um kasi parang ang nangyayari kasi sa GAA I, I worked with congress before oh sige magbudget tayo ng ganitong kalaki for DOH or magbudget tayo this much for with, with digitization or digital transformation i think the resources of the Philippines will really be more... Ito nga yung show natin is para sa bayan. No? We want to see a modern Philippines na... Um, I think digitization will really allocate resources as they are needed in the barangay. So yung sa 42,000 barangays mo, hindi naman same ang needs eh. Um, for an urban barangay, it's much, much different. Even dito nga sa Quezon City, there are 142 barangays. But a small barangay like ours in Teachers Village versus a barangay Payatas or a barangay Tatalon or even in Caloocan, yung uh, bagong silang, uh, it's really different. no? Or even barangay Concepcion, uh, saan yung nag-distribute ka by Edward? Nag-distribute uh, sa barangay, ka ng uh, Sa barangay uh, Bagakay, uh, Tayud, Konsolasyon. 
O sa konsolasyon, no? their needs are, are really different. And the only way that the government or the national government can read is really coming out with interoperability from down to the barangay. Diba? Tama ba yun, Jocely? Is my observation correct? You know, your observation is very timely. Hmm. Uh, it gives me the opportunity now to uh, assess our current uh, crop of platforms na nasali sa digital governance. You know, this past two or three years, since we started in 2012, ako ay talagang very uh, happy na nakikita ko na yung local government units are actually shepherding their barangays. Uh, in the first several years of the digital governance or the formerly EGOB awards, which I chaired until 2018, Nakikita ko yung systems nato ano eh, uh, horizontal, yung parang Department of Health, Real Tax Office, Business Permits. Ngayon, yes. ang, ang dami namin, hindi naman ang dami, pero there are sev- there's a significant number of entries na yung, uh, yung implementation ng ICT is vertical. From LGU to barangay. To barangay. Merong mga LGUs na yung kanilang uh, sinali na system para sa aming search are barangay systems, barangay data systems. They try to help the respective barangays in the respective cities or provinces or municipalities to create uh, health data, to create disaster risk management data among the different barangays para yung mga barangays are interoperable. And alam mo, as a law professor for more than two decades, I'm so happy kasi yung local government natin nakasaad doon na yung smallest political unit or government unit in the Philippines is the barangay. Kaya uh, for many years, parang hindi natin napapangalagaan yung mga barangay. Parang we leave them to fend for their own. Bahala na kayo dyan. Kami, LGU, mag-report kayo sa amin, magpa-approve kayo ng mga gusto nyo sa amin. But we're not empowering them. And I agree with you 100% na dapat yung mga LGUs should also uh, become the stewards ng kanilang mga barangay digital systems. Kasi on their own, the barangays will really have a challenge also using uh, digital platforms kung sila-sila lang. So napakagandang uh, point yung na-raise mo na yan. So through that, kung yung mga LGUs ay nasa spotlight yung needs ng kanilang barangay, then you have an LGU data na kompleto ang insights down to the barangay level at pwede itong mabato sa national level para makita talaga ng ating economic and social social planners kung ano ang problema down to the barangay level based on this data. That's okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, may tanong yata si Gerly. Let's have the last questions from Gerly and Edward. Well, sa akin naman hindi questions, ano? maganda yung napapag-usapan natin. At uh, sa tingin ko talagang ito talaga yung takbo ng panahon natin. Ano? Sana lang pati yung mga produce ng mga farmers ay uh, napapasok sa data. Ano? Ilang malunggay ba yan, ilang, ilang isda, ilang galunggong. And then uh, pwede silang yung market nila, pwede hindi doon sa lugar nila, pwede nasa sa labas. Uh, so parang may mga inventories, ano? parang kahit nakaraniwang mga magsasaka, may mga kooperatiba na nandoon sa kanila at sila yung may may mga 
may mga infrastructure na kagaya ng internet at saka ng laptop na pwedeng tingnan ng everyday average ng kanilang mga huling isda na produce na kamote, bigaso that uh, do sa market pwede na na itong ma- maipapasok at saka laging uh, uh, updated din ang presyo ng gasolina kasi siyempre dadalhin nila yan sa sa kabayanan or ihahatid ang mga yan. So sa tingin ko, ang lahat ng ito ay mapapagaan. Attorney Giselle, mapapagaan ang ating buhay. At the same time, mababawasan ng korupsyon sa tingin ko rito. Uh, at sana ay huwag itong hadlangan ng mga ilan na ginagamit ang, 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 ang kamamangan pa rin ng maraming mamamayan upang sila ay kumita ng pera na talaga naman dapat para sa taong bayan. Yung mga budget na ipinasa, dapat nakikita natin yan transparent kung saan itong ginugugol at uh, dinadala ng pamansa. Although may yung DILG, meron silang mga award dyan, di ba? Yung Seal of Local uh, Good Governance at saka yung uh, maayos na pag, uh, yung mahusay na paggasta ng pera ng taong bayan. But this e-governance, well, hopefully, ano, para may emergency, alam mo kakagad kung sino may available na na, na ambulansya ng LGU kasi mas mura pag LGU mas mahal kasi kapag ka private but at least in your home alam mo kung sino yung available na magsuswab alam mo kung sino yung available na uh, sino yung sino yung duty na police sino yung duty na tano dapat talagang on, access siya sa online so that yung mamamayan is feel secure meron siyang opportunity at pantay na pagkakataon na yumaman din kahit na ano ang antas ng kanyang ka-edukasyon ka, na narating it because of this ego, e-governance na ina-advocate mo, Attorney Giselle Sige. Meron, meron po tayong, ano, meron po tayong mga systems uh, na nakatutok naman sa emergency response. At just like what you said, meron po tayong mga integrated systems for ambulance and rescue na integrated in different cities. Naalala ko po, ito yung entry ng Bogo, Bogo City sa, sa Cebu. And uh, yung agriculture nyo po, yung first uh, uh, winners namin, uh, I'm proud to say, is the Mina Agricultural Information System. I don't know if you heard of the municipality of Mina in Iloilo. Uh, real real uh, time uh, prices ng our harvest ng mga farmers interconnectivity between the farmers and the marketers yeah. and all the system and i'm happy to share just very quickly itong mina agriculture information system na naging multi awarded sa egov ay inadapt na rin po ng buong province ng iloilo at meron po tayo ngayong batas which is the national agriculture information system na pending and authored uh, co-authored by Senator Sani Angara I failed to mention earlier that I'm digital transformation consultant at the office of Senator Sani Angara and I'm very proud to say na part po ako ng eight digital uh, transformation bills authored by Senator Sani meron na po tayong digital payments meron po tayong digital transformation uh, act of the Philippines meron po tayong digital workforce Meron tayong science and technology park incentives across the whole country na pending. And uh, yung pinaka-importante po sa akin, yung amendment of the local government code to already, improve, uh, to already include a department of information and communications technology in the local government level. Kasi di ba sa local government code, meron tayong May devolution ng DICT. Oo. So, yung local ICT LGU officer. Uh-oh. But so, right now, it's, it's under the CPDO, no? Or the MPDO? 
Right now, casual lang yung nag-handle mostly ng mga ICT projects sa isang LGU level. So, ang nangyayari, pag merong opening sa Korea or sa Taiwan for ICT professionals, numilipad sila. So, we, yeah. we lose a lot of ICT brains in the LGU level. Except, of course, for the big uh, HUCs na talagang nakakapag-create ng kanilang ICT department. So, ang hinihiling natin sa bill na ito na sana suportahan ng mga LGUs natin ay magkaroon ng isang permanent man lang na ICT officer per LGU para mag-create ng mga platforms at magbantay ng mga dapat na innovation for the LGU level. Attorney, yan ang aking unang tanong sa'yo kanina eh, yung paano ba pinopondohan ng, uh, ng, ng local government mula sa ira nila yung, uh, yung ICT component. Of course, kasama dyan yung personnel. Yun ba boss na to at saka by Edward na na Department of uh, ICT na yan? Ayan ba ay kasama doon sa devolution na na nung nung sa local government code natin? Wala ano ba ba? Sure, hindi siya wala kasama. Pa. Wala pa kasi under the local government code 1991 wala pa talagang DICT eh. So natama sabi ni attorney dapat ma-amend ma no? So kasama. Pero, pero I'd like to propose a, a slight modification of how we look at uh, innovation projects using ICT in the local level. Kasi gusto ko lang maybe just to conclude uh, what I've been saying since the start, yung pinupromote po natin dito is not the technology. It's actually the use case. It's either you improve your health services, you improve your learning services, you improve your disaster management services. So just one classic example, meron po tayong mga LGUs that have greatly improved their disaster and risk management services using DRRMO budget. Hmm. But, but using this DRRMO budget to procure and to secure digital technologies. So pwede yeah. naman po hindi directly ICT yung uh, source ng fund. It could be from, uh, halimbawa, meron din, I cannot help but mention this, marami tayong mga LGUs utilize their school, anong tawag doon? Special Education Fund. Tama ba yun? Special Education Fund, school board budget, to to put it in digital programs, nag, nagbigay ng mga tablets with content, with yeah. uh, integrated learning system na nasa cloud, na yes. ginawa yun ng mga LGUs. I think Manila did that. And uh, Quezon City. City. Uh, and uh, Valenzuela. And Makati. Yeah. No? So napakaganda kasi yung eskwelahan napunta sa cloud. No? Napunta yeah. sa cloud yung eskwelahan. But the budget did not really come from the ICT expense, but it come from the education expense. Not put to good use. Kaya, yes, yun ang pinopromote. Yung, right. yung ICT officer naman is going to oversee, no? sana magkaroon ng ICT officer in every LGU to oversee all these platforms. Yes. Okay. okay. So, um, Edward, if you have one last question, uh, medyo uh, sorry, our, our time is so short, but uh, <laughs> sige, okay. Edward. Okay. Okay. Ano so, lang yung, ano, ah, yung uh, digitalization, ah, siguro walang problema yung mga highly urbanized city na like uh, sa Cebu for example nine cities mukhang uh, highly improved na yung services nila even the 44 municipalities pero i don't know if uh, doon sa Samar or some parts in Mindanao yeah. siguro yeah. ang pinaka problema yes. dito yung budget sana matulungan ng national government to improve yung uh, uh, digitalization na uh, services no dahil malaki siyang tulong sa serbisyo ng mamamayan 
That's yes. Right. So I so. think uh, I will use that question to to already uh, sound my call of appeal to to the national government and to all big companies who might be listening to this program na wag po nating iwanan yung mga maliliit na LGUs. Tama yung sinabi ni Sir Edward. Cities like Cebu, mega cities like Manila, Valenzuela, Quezon, kayang-kaya nila. Pero yung mga municipalities na kailangan po nating tulungan, especially in the aspect of e-learning and e-health systems, uh, tulungan po natin. If you want to get in touch with me and I can point you, sabi nga ni Sir Edward, yung Region 8, yung Samar, uh, yun po yung isa sa pinakadapat tulungan natin yung Region 8, marami pong kailangan doon. But you will realize, even in Mindanao areas, na medyo madaming mahirap na LGUs, you will realize, grabe yung brain power ng ating mga startups. Sa isang sa isang episode na naman siguro yung startup, pero maraming matatalinong mga bata na kayang gumawa ng magagandang platforms. Kailangan lang talaga suporta para naman matulungan nila yung sarili-sarili nilang mga LGUs. Okay, so Jusel, we'd really like to thank you. No, alam mo dito sa para sa bayan, we try to get resource persons na uh, can explain to us, no, that to the group, uh, to the to the people who are watching, ano ba yung mga kaya pa nating gawin para sa bayan and what are our aspirations. So, with that, we'd like to thank you and uh, mga viewers. I hope you learned a lot tonight and. Sige, last words from Edward and Gurley. Okay, uh, bye Edward, mauna ka, bye. Ah, sige, una siguro, magpasalamat uh, migdako ni Attorney Giselle, no? Sa pagpaambit sa iyang kahibaw, kabahin sa e-governance, o uh, mangina, manginaot itagdako nga matabangan, no? Sa nasudnong kagamhanan, ang ubang mga gagmayng munisipyo, aron atong ma, mapakusog o mapapaspas ang serbisyo sa gobyerno. Yes. At the same time, mapugna na to ang mga pagpangawat uh, mismo. Dagang kayong salamat, Attorney Giselle. Dagang salamat and ma madamo gigang salamat. <laughs> Attorney Giselle, maraming maraming salamat sa iyong uh, binahagi sa ating mga manunod dito sa Para sa Bayan. At ako'y magpapasalamat din. Alam niyo po, nanunod ang aking mga estudyante sa political science do sa aming subject na Philippine Public Administration. Sabi ko sa kanila ay ito ay uh, may kinalaman sa ating uh, aralin na ating araw-araw ay online tayo nagkaklase. At binabati ko ang aking dalawang estudyante rin, si Miss Ira Ang at saka si Miss Dana Manaloto na mga taga-Office of the President uh, sa na nagwo-work na naging estudyante ko. Yun lang, maraming salamat. So that's uh, that's all we have for tonight, mga kasama. Thank you very much, Attorney Giselle. We'd like to thank our viewers. And see you on the next Para Sa Bayan. Good night. Good night, everyone. God bless you. Good night. Thank you. Edward. Bye. Bye, Edward.